Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, I have an OG. You're like, OG what? An old school, for me personally, spirit content maker. I'm excited. I'm jovial. I'm giddy to have this individual on the show because I hate to tell you, he means something to me. Do I got you curious? I hope so. Let's get this episode started, shall we? Let's go. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode of MTG Ectoplasm. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. Listen, I got a Twitter. I want you to follow me. Okay, MTG Ectoplasm. I also got an email. I want you to just reach out to me. Tell me your thoughts, your feelings. You know what? If you're having a bad day, I'll listen to you. I swear to God, I'll do that for you. That's at ntgectoplasm at gmail.com. And finally, I have a website. I keep on talking about it. It has all my latest and greatest information. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that there. And if you want to sponsor an episode, look, I've had Jiffy CCG. They, they sponsored the episode, a couple episodes. They did it from there. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, you can do that there too as well. So, so ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you who i got on the show i'm actually jovial i'm giddy i I, i'm a happy boy it is tuesday testing what's up tuesday hey how's it going i'm really excited to be on the show well thank you very much my man it's like i'm excited you know uh the let me let me explain to the listening audience why i'm happy uh about a year and a half ago I, I own my own business. I own a pooper scooper business called Call of Duty. Uh, it's based out of Monmouth County, New Jersey. And I slipped and I landed on a small boulder. I shattered my L1, L2, L3. And according to the doctor, if I would have fell a little bit more to the left, I would be paralyzed from the waist down. During my recovery, I was fortunate to watch uh, a gentleman named Rift who actually runs the Discord, the Spirit Discord, and this gentleman, Tuesday Tastic, and he always put up the greatest articles about spirits. And I'll tell you, I read them over and over and over again, hoping and praying that my, I could be a better spirit pilot when I was done with my recovery so I can sit there and go to my local uh, LGS and start kicking ass. So, Tuesday, let me just tell you. You mean a lot to me. I thank you for coming on the show 100%. And you know what? I actually thank you for calling me out because people don't know. I actually challenged my spirit listeners out there to come up with a popper deck that kicked butt. And you know what? You 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 brought up Zubras. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But I want to thank you. Thank you once again for being on the show. It means a lot to me. That's, that's really flattering of you. I, I really appreciate it. But... I'm just glad that I was able to be such a force of positivity in your life during a really tough time. Like that means a lot to me. Well, you know what, you know, I guarantee there's other people that you've touched, especially because the fact that, uh, spirits was such a new tribe and you just came out of nowhere and you started creating this content that, you know, I think a lot of us were starving for. And, uh, you know what, it, uh, bravo for you to finding a hole and filling it. I'm, I'm happy to be able to do that. Well, you know what? Let's start by, let the listening audience know a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, yeah, so my name is Tuesday Tastic. I have been playing Magic for about, um, or I've been playing Magic since Return to Ravnica, although I didn't start seriously playing the game until I went to college at, around uh, Ether Revolt. And, um, I I got I went really deep into magic when I went into college because I went to a college in the middle of nowhere and magic was about the only thing you could do out there. So uh, I got really deep into magic and I started writing articles for the game. My blog only on Tuesdays twenty seven dot com. Okay. And 
I've kind of gone from there, just like writing, writing about magic, writing about Dungeons and Dragons, and it, it's a blast. I love writing. That's great. I mean, is is that your passion? Just to sit there and just write away? Yeah, I'm actually currently studying for an English degree, and it was only because of my hobbies that I found out that I have a passion for writing. That's badass. That's that's cool. Well, let me ask you, uh, since you've been playing Magic since the return to Ravnica, what is your favorite spirit to play with? So, my favorite spirit to play with is probably Rattle Chains. I'm sure that's a very popular answer. It's definitely but bottom rattle, on. Rattle Chains is definitely yeah. my favorite. Rattle Chains is just one of the perfect spirits, in my opinion. Giving all your other spirits flash, like... I don't know if I could if I could start every game of Magic with a ley line of anticipation in play, I would. Mm-hmm. See, I consider rattle. So, I consider rattle chains like uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of uh, Muhammad Ali? Yes. Okay. What happens is he used to believe he he bought he fought this guy named George Foreman. I don't know if you've seen the little you know little grills that he had out there, and he did this style called the rope a dope, basically. For me, I think Rattle Chains is the rope dope You don't expect them, and then he comes out, protects your guys, or he comes out real quick to smash you in the face or smash the opponent in the face when they least expect it. So I, I agree with you hands down. I think Rattle Chains is, is my personal favorite in the spirit deck. <clears throat> yeah, let me tell you, when, uh, when Spirits was a new tribe, I would catch people with Rattle Chains all the time. People sleep on that cord. So l- let me ask you Tuesday, uh, what made you get into wanting to play spirits? All right. So this goes back to when I started college. Uh, so while I was there, I got a friend group of a bunch of other Magic players, and I didn't have many, many cards. When I did play Magic, it was only with every six months, and buying a booster pack was a huge financial investment at the time. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, you know, kids don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. but uh, I got to college, and so I needed I needed to bulk up my collection, and so I went on Amazon and I found the cheapest uh, box, uh, like um, the cheapest bundle I could find, and that was an Eldritch Moon bundle. Okay. And when I got that, I uh, I opened up a spell queller, and my nice. friend he like was like, oh, I want to trade that for you, and because it's a really strong card. And I was like, I don't have many strong cards. I want to keep this. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know why I was a strong card at the time. I was still so new to the game. Um, but that's not why I got into Spirits entirely. The actual reason I got into Spirits was I wanted to get into EDH at the time, since there was a big EDH, EDH scene. And I, did, I only had one legendary creature. It was Avacyn Guardian Angel, like the M15 Avacyn that was really bad. Should not have built a deck around her. And I had barely enough cards to make an EDH deck. Like, I, my my collection was pitiful at the time. Right. Um, but um, during during my first EDH game ever, I was facing up against commanders like Shieldred or Atarka. They were, wow. they were way better than my deck, actually, like, you know, build. Um, but during that game, I cast a Selfless Spirit. And I cast Gift of, Gift of Immortality on the Selfless Spirit from my old collection from when okay. I was playing it uh, as a kid. And I barely understood how Gift of Immortality worked, but it was my only creature on the battlefield, so I attached it. And the entire table exploded, and they were like, whoa, what a cool combo. And I, yeah, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and, I, and they had to explain to me how it worked and how you can sacrifice and give your board indestructible. And the gift of immortality comes back at the end step. It's it's a brilliant combo. Yeah, and when I when I found out that combo, I was like, "All right, this this deck sucks, but like, let's go to sixty card formats. Let's see if we can build a deck around selfless spirit, gift of immortality." And then I was like, "I also have a spell queller. That's also a spirit. So let's make a spirit tribal deck." And after I started looking up a bunch of cards, I found Tallow Wisp. Uh, mm. For those of you who don't know, Talo Wisp is a one-in-a-white spirit uh, from Kamigawa that says, whenever you cast a spirit or arcane spell, search your library for an, an aura card and put it into your hand. And so that was just the the base I needed to build 
my first deck and write, uh, well, I didn't write an article about it yet, but I did eventually about this uh, selfless spirit gifted mortality combo. And it was from that point on that I was hooked. I okay. started playing spirits in standard, which is when where I fell in love with Neville Gast Herald. I started playing some modern with my friends. He had like an ally deck. And so I put a, put together my spirits deck. And let me tell you, when Eldritch Moon came out, spirits was a lot better than it had ever been before, mm-hmm. but it was not good yet. It was no. still like tier three or tier four. It was missing, it it was missing something. It was definitely missing something. Mm-hmm. And so the early spirits deck would play like Collective Company and Noble Hierarch. Uh, and and like uh, I know Caleb Durward, I believe, was the first one to like top eight a GP with it. And I copied his deck list um, and kind of went from there. It's a, it's a brilliant move. I'll tell you that much. Brilliant move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't until, like, Supreme Phantom was printed that Spirits went from a gimmicky little deck that I... That was my only modern deck to actually the deck. being able to take down people. Yeah, yeah the deck. You know, it, it's kind of funny, like you say that, like, I remember when I saw Drug School Captain, like, back in 2012, and I was like, holy crap, this is a great card, but there's nothing to surround it. And then Eldritch Moon hit. I'm like, okay, yeah, here we go. This is about to start. And I was like, yo, it's missing something. It's missing something. It's just, where's that piece? M19 hit. Boom. It was it was go time. And I, I have not stopped with Spirit since. Let, let me tell you, when I saw a Supreme Phantom, did, like, I couldn't believe it at first. Oh, I, I just kind of, like, stared at it in shock. Like, did they actually print a Spirit Lord? And like, this is this is game changing. Like this made like I knew how impactful it was going to be, but it was even better than I expected. It being a one three body was so crazy good for the deck. Like uh, before, all we had were two ones. Right. And so and like spell queller could block things, but you don't like blocking things with spell queller. You don't want it to die. Right. And so like Supreme Phantom being able to like block and pump up the team and being a two mana lord, it was just. It was just perfectly designed for the deck. This was the piece of resistance, you know. Let me uh, uh, let me ask you uh, because of the like you you brought up collected company and and how you, we had to use noble hierarch in the beginning. Uh, Spirits is a very very divide. Uh, uh, there's a lot of diversity in spirits, you know. Uh, in historic, we have the mono blue snow build. Uh, in histo- uh, sorry, in pioneer, we have the bant and azorius, and then uh, in modern, we have the bant and azorius there as well. I mean, which which fo- what what type of deck do you like? I mean, are you a bant guy or are you an azorius guy, or does it matter in the format you're playing in that you you choose to play that particular deck? It matters a lot on format, and uh, but also um, I started off as a Bant player because uh, I think that was the only way to play Spirits at a competitive level back in the day was Bant. But once Supreme Phantom got printed, I started exploring other options, and that's when I discovered Blue-White Spirits with Aether Vial, mm-hmm. and um, I fell in love with that deck. I sold my noble hierarchs and collected companies oh, you as, have done as soon as I started playing blue white spirits because okay. it just felt so much more consistent. Right. I collect companies, a fun card, but it's not fun when you spin the wheel and get a single noble hierarch. Yeah. I, I see. I see where you're going. Yeah. I, I also will admit that I, I, I'm bad with collected company. I, um, I have made a lot of mistakes when casting Collected Company. It's hard when I don't make mistakes with it, and I, I still get punished. And I, I don't like that in a deck where I try to minimize randomness if possible. I hear you. Like The whole goal is, like, well, you built your 60, you want to want it to work a certain way, and then Collected Company, it's, it, it's Russian roulette. It's, sometimes it giveth, and sometimes it, it definitely taketh away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, like once I started playing blue, white spirits, the deck just like kicked up a notch in, in how I played with it. Like I was doing so much better with it. Um, just 
I don't know, just being able to play that tempo game plan of being able to, like, spell Queller on three with a Rattle Chains or a Selfless Spirit in the Vile, that completely changed the way I viewed the deck. Okay. Now, now do you, this, you just play Modern, or do you do, you do Pioneer as well? Yes. So I, uh, I, I like Modern the most. It is my favorite format. Amen. And in, in Modern, I like two varieties of spirits. I like Blue-White Spirits. And I like Jeskai Spirits. Really? And, uh, I, that, that was the subject of my latest article, was uh, Jeskai Spirits and Modern and Pioneer. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can talk more about that in a bit. Right. Um, but in Pioneer, I, I still like Blue-White Spirits and Pioneer, but I haven't really touched it much, uh, touched Pioneer much, uh, ever since like Inverter was just kind of dominating the format. Kind of became a boring format, which is sad because I really like Pioneer at the start. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of Pioneer. It's just like you know what I I think right now what people need is you know things to start opening up, card shops allowing people to start playing, and I guarantee, uh, you know, we're going to see a lot more Pioneer. Yeah, no, like I'm looking forward to its future. I haven't played it much during the pandemic. If I like had a choice between Pioneer or Modern right now, it's almost. Oh, we just lost it. Oh, sorry. If, if I had a choice between modern and pioneer, it's always modern. I okay. just think the decks are cooler. No, I seen you play the historic deck. You you play the mono blue, and you this ascendant spirit man. I I hate to tell you, I poo pooed it, and man, you proved me wrong. Yeah. So that was the third format I was going to get to. Historic spirits as mono blue feels so good. It's it's almost the, on the same level of like going from blue white spirit or going from bant spirits to blue white spirits to me going like blue white to mono blue. It's that sense of consistency since I'm not getting mana screwed and also just lowering the curve uh, down by like, like just across the board. It just feels really nice having one drops. It's, it feels good. It must feel good just to have to worry about one man and not have to worry about putting uh two mana or three different types of mana into a deck yeah oh it 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 does it does matter like um part of the reason why i struggled with jeskai spirits is because a lot of jeskai spirits decks like to play eidolon of the great rebel and the mana for that is terrible Mm -hmm. but yeah no uh historic spirits like ascendant spirit it's it's the real deal. It, in a deck dedicated around Ascendant Spirit, it can really kick some ass. Wow. Let's see, I'm happy pe- people prove me wrong. I, you know what it is? I there, there's a, the the Kithkin, a red and white Kithkin. I forget was I forgot what it's called. And yeah, I know what you're talking about. Though. I, I thought you know I looked at the card. And I was like, oh, this is a great card. And you know what? It's nothing more than you know just. A card that you use to clean up, you know, a hamster cage. I mean, it's it's that bad. And I looked at the Ascendant Spirit, and I'm like, man, I, I love you, the fact that you're a spirit and you're one mana, but it's the same thing with that Kithkin. I, I, can't, I can't get behind you. Yeah, I think it just mostly comes down to it's another one drop that starts off as a spirit. And being able to just, like, hold up mana and activate it whenever you need. Like, my, I know my... Uh, my game plan and and historic is typically just like play ascendant spirit turn one, turn two, hold up counter spell or make it a two three, and just being able to do that every single turn of the game, uh, is just great because like as soon as as soon as it becomes a four four flyer, answer it. Nice, very nice. Well, let me ask you, you know, I brought up the fact that you I consider you an OG content. Pro make you know provider maker of spirits. What made you get into like wanting to write about spirits? I I think it was just mostly. Um, let's see. I started writing about MTG uh, when I it, during Amonkhet Standard. There was a deck that showed up at the Pro Tour that was like Oketra's Monument uh, deck. Okay, and. I thought it was really cool. I hadn't written about magic at the time, but I did have a blog where I wrote. I DM a lot and I liked writing before other DMs. And I decided 
I don't think a lot of people know about this deck, and I'm excited about it. It was a Oketra's Monument Spellcaller deck. That's why I liked it. Uh, I've always been a fan of Spellcaller, as it I, turns out. I hear you. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to share this deck with other people and be like, this is a cool deck. Check it out. And uh, from that point on, like, I just slowly settled into my spirit's niche because it's like, I want to play Spellqueller. Spellqueller works really good in a spirit's shell. And a lot of the decks I wrote about just happen to also play Spellqueller. Well, that, that makes sense. Why well, you, you've been so into spirits. Definitely. Now, yeah. And so, oh, no, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to have a talk to fill time, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. You know, I, you know, I hate to like take away your train of thought because you know what, it, any golden nugget that you could put out there for any other person that's listening to this going, you know, I like Dwight's content. I like what he, you know, I like this MTG ectoplasm. Maybe I should consider, look, I, I, I picked it up because of you and you know, I've, I watched you, uh, I, you know, like I said, I looked at your website when I was hurt and uh i felt you know i watch twitch streams i mean are there other places where people like myself can get more of you i mean primarily it's my blog and twitch i uh, if you want to see me creating spirits content uh like um i am on every wednesday recently which i know tuesday tastic streaming on wednesdays blast me uh, but uh, i i've been trying to get back into the streaming game and it's been fun i'm i'm really happy i'm getting back into it i think my problem is i like to stream the decks that nobody's talking about mm. and so i i like to try out jeskai spirits esper spirits five color spirits that was the thing and do me do do me so, a favor to try a Mardu or a Rakdos. I would appreciate that. I might actually try that now with Kaldheim. Uh there's actually this really cool combo with um the dwarf uh that like says whenever a car, whenever a card is put pulled out of a graveyard, um create a three-two spirit. Um can't remember the name off the top of my head, but uh the podcast Faithless Brewing keyed me in on a combo where you use blood for bones oh. to uh, you. So you sacrifice a creature that okay. goes into the graveyard and you uh, pull a creature card out of your graveyard into your hand. And then you put a creature onto the battlefield. Okay. And so um, the dwarf will see two cards um, leaving the graveyard itself when it enters the battlefield and a creature when it goes to your hand. And so that'll make two, three, two spirits. Wow. So oh. yeah, Mardu is actually on the agenda. <laughs> okay. Well, the the thing is, I I saw Pestilent Spirit that gives uh instance of sorceries Death Touch. Yeah. And Three I two been, menace Death Touch. I've been dying to make this thing work. Like I've been be like begging people because you know uh, oh, what there's like that vampire spirit. You know, it's like oh fine, blow everything up. Oh guess what? This guy comes back. Uh, I can't. Uh, geez, I can't. Uh, Bloodgast. Yes, 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 yes. yes blood guess i was like oh fine i don't care he'll come right back you know that's like I i'm dying for somebody to make a rakdos rakdos spirit deck i could see uh a rixis uh spirits deck so that way you can play like supreme phantom and the like and Ooh. then play electrolyze let's see now you're speaking my language yeah no i i enjoy the bad brews if, if i'm being <laughs> honest like i have never five owed no, no, you know what? Nothing beats brewing. I'll tell you, I love making shenanigans out of nothing. Like I enjoy going to my LGS and I go, okay, let me look at your trash. And I, I filter through, get the, like the worst cards. I'm like, okay, this combos on now I built the deck. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it, it's fun. I love brewing with spirits. There is a lot of wacky spirits. Like, uh, I spirits is a deck in every single format except standard, and even in standard, sometimes it comes together. Yeah, it's it's hard, you know, but you know, there, there's right now there, there's a lot more spirits. Thank God. Yeah, I I anticipate that like with uh, with Innistrad coming out, like Jeskai Spirits could actually be a deck, or just Boros Spirits because Usher the Fallen's a good card. Mm, I hear you. 
Now, Tuesday, let me ask you. I, 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 I'm going to deviate from my next question because I, there may be people going, okay, you keep on calling him Tuesday. You know, why ain't you calling him by his real name? I, I know the story. Tell everybody else why you're, you're Tuesday. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I was in middle school, uh, middle schoolers would be middle schoolers, and they will say to each other, like, uh, Oh man, you're gay because you know, like that. That's what it. That's, that's how what it was. That, that uh, was the language back then. That was the language back then. Uh, and um, rather than like you know reacting to it and being like, no, I'm not, or whatever, because like it was an insult. But uh, I, I, instead, I would just lean into it and I'd say, yeah, only on Tuesdays. <laughs> and, I love that. And. It didn't matter what it was. It was it was my phrase was just to be like, yeah, only on Tuesdays. And it uh, it was just my way of leaning into things and just like uh, taking whatever someone said and like using it against them, just like agreeing with them. Right. Um, And I chose Tuesday because um, I don't know why. I guess I felt like I was being a hipster by choosing Tuesday because like Monday's the worst day of the week. Wednesday is hump day. Friday is everybody's favorite day of the week. Nobody talks about Tuesday or Thursday. Exactly. So I went with, I went with Tuesday and uh, kind of made that my thing. And uh, around the same time, I think the movie Wreck-It Ralph came out. Okay. And in that movie, there's the character who's like Turbo-tastic. So I okay. became Tuesday-tastic. There you go. I, I like that. See, now, now that I hope you know, listeners listening around the world, the hundreds and hundreds of you listening to the show, uh, Found a new way, so if somebody pisses you off, you go, eh, only on Tuesdays. Do it. Free so, advertisement for th- me. There you go. Only on Tuesdays. Now, let me ask you, because I, I, I've gotten several emails, and I think it's comical. They're like, why can't you put out more and more content? Can you tell people how hard it is to sit there and come up with content? It It's tough. Like uh, Creating content is a passion project. I make some money from doing this since I've been doing enough that I've been well, you're uh, lucky. recognized. By- you're lucky. I haven't made a single dime. You're not going to make a dime for a while. <laughs> well, uh, I did this for passion, not for money. But if people want to donate to the show or sponsor an episode, please do so at mtgectoplasm.com. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, do it. He makes good content. Uh, but yeah, like, um, it's, it's 100% a passion project. And... Passion can vary. I know that my passion for writing has really dwindled in the past year because of coronavirus and all that stuff. And like, I I get a lot of my passion for magic from being with other people, like playing games of commander with them is one of my main ways to socialize and not having that this year made it so hard for so unbelievably hard for me to make content. And it's not just that magic kind of sucked this last year. We had, we had, it wasn't until all the bannings in uh, February, I think, that I actually started enjoying competitive magic again. I hear you. Yeah. And so if you're not enjoying the game, it's hard to create content for the game. And like, I'm actually surprised. Like, that surprises me because I, before, uh, what's his name? Tybalt and all his trickery that happened, you know, we, Spirits was on like winning at an eighty percent clip. Pete, like it was the it was the deck that everybody slept on. In Doctor Queller, uh, he kept on kicking butt out there, and people were completely unaware of it. I mean, he's still kicking butt. Well, I, I you know, I still got my shout out section. I hate to say, you know, I'm going to spoiler here. Uh, he's on it, but you know, it's you know, I, I I'm actually surprised. It's like, you know. I can see where you're coming from. It's like if you, if it's if the game isn't fun, you're gonna be like, mm, I'm out. You know. Yeah, I, and I, like I, I, I've I've been that way too. It it's been tough recently. Like I I'm apprehensive about uh, universes beyond. Like I'm I'm worried about some of the directions that Wizards of the Coast is taking. But at the same time, I really enjoy spirits. It is exactly the way I want to play Magic, and you know what? There's more spirits cards in the future. There always will be spirits cards. 
So I imagine I'll stay with this game for a long time. Well, I hope you do. I, I really do hope you uh, like, cause I love your content when you, when you do come out and provide great con for content for us, uh, but don't let you know, I understand where you're coming from. The universe is beyond. I, I was a little like, come on, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It fits the motif. Yeah. Or like a, a Warhammer 40,000. It doesn't fit the gimmick, but you know, watching you know they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do I, I i don't agree with them unfortunately but you know what you know uh as my friend would say my my friend tom did say wizards is in no obligation to assist or listen to me at all the all they care is uh what i bring to the table when it comes to finances and if i don't buy that's my vote saying i'm not into it yeah yeah i have to agree with that uh, i know that the printer, I mean, I've, I've been struggling with uh, finances this past year, so, like, no no leisure money. But the printer, I mean, that's that's one way to get around that. Mm, definitely so. Well, listen, you called me, like, I, I, I didn't, I'm not going to say you called me out, but, like, I brought up before about the popper thing. I was like, I was looking for a competitive deck. I wanted people to go out there and win in popper. And you went, Super Storm. Have you played that deck? I, I think I streamed it once. Uh, it's a weird deck. Uh, so for the people who don't know Zubera Storm, so this is why I say Spirits is a deck in every single format. In Popper, there is this deck called Zubera Storm, which is uh, a really weird deck. But the way it works is you play this card called um, uh, you play uh, these cards called Zuberas, um, and so I can remember the names. They're all spirits. Uh, These are spirits from Kama, uh, yeah, from Kamagawa block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the 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 main part of the deck is Floating Dream Zubera. It is a one and a blue for a one-two Zubera spirit that says when Floating Dream Zubera is put into a graveyard from play, draw a card for each Zubera put into a graveyard from play this turn. And so the whole point of the deck is you're playing a storm deck with Floating Dream Zubera as your draw engine. So what you do is you play rituals that say, sacrifice a creature, add uh, add four black mana to your mana pool, such as Culling the Weak. And so that way you can, uh, and then you play other cards, such as Undying Evil or Unearth, to pull it out of your graveyard after sacrificing it. So that way you can constantly just have it chaining from uh, the graveyard back to the battlefield, and every time you sacrifice it and bring it back to play, you draw an additional card. And so once you get the chain going, you'll have enough rituals, you'll have enough ways to uh, revive the Zubera that you'll be able to uh, a Ember Fist Zubera, which says when it's put into a graveyard for play, to target creature or player equal to the number of Zuberas put into all graveyards from play this turn. And so you just grape shot your opponent, essentially. And since Grape Shot isn't legal in Popper, but all these incredible rituals such as Lotus Petal, uh, Cabal Ritual, etc. are legal in the format, it's a way to play Storm in a format that banned all the Storm cards. And uh, it's brilliant. I hate to say it's very brilliant. Like, here's my question for you because I I love Popper. What is What do you think, is anything missing in this deck? Is there something that Wati needs to do to improve this deck? Uh, yeah, they need to print a second copy of Floating Dreams Zubera. Only combo piece being a four of, it it sucks for combo decks. Like, the eight of rule is really important, and this deck just does not have that currently. Oh. And, so like, they they play Shred Memory uh, as a transmute card that can search for uh, Floating Dreams Zubera. Oh. And... Until until there's more Zuberas, this deck probably won't exist, and that's the thing. When will they ever print more Zuberas? So I well, think this deck is well. Uh, allegedly, stuck. we're going, allegedly we're going back to Kamigawa soon. Allegedly, I I have heard the rumors. Okay. Um, but if you want to play a popper deck that plays like Spirits, I really like. Is it uh, is it uh, Galver? That deck just feels good. Um, it's a top tier deck, so you don't need to be worrying about worried about playing jank. Because uh, Zubera Storm, as interesting as it is, is definitely jank. Okay. Well, you know what? I I, I love the honesty, 
And you know what? If look, I, I'll tell you, if anybody is listening and they they top in a popper competition, let me know. I will shout you out. I will interview interview you because you did a great job because of the hell it spirits. Now, Tuesday. Let's get serious. It's time to get to the meat and potatoes. The reason why I brought you on the show. Let's I, do it. Okay. I, it's see. It's going to hurt me to ask you this because I. I what What are your thoughts on Strickhaven? I overall, I enjoy the set. Like I like it. I think it's got a good flavor to it for the most part, and I think that it has some really cool cards. Uh, especially for my favorite format, which is Cube. Um, one of my favorite things about Strixhaven is how they've decided to up the amount of good removal that they're printing. This set has so much good removal. But this is a Spirits podcast, and the Spirits in Strixhaven are terrible. Mm-hmm. Just they, um, they do not fit our track very well, unfortunately. No, no, they don't. Not at all. I mean... I, God, I let's wait. I love this set. I think it's a great set. I haven't. I've been waiting for a set like this in a long time. It makes me happy. I mean, I haven't been this way since the the original Ravnica. But with spirits, man, it's just you know, and it's the same thing with Kalheim. I was not impressed with any of the spirits. Uh, you like I said, you proved me wrong with the Ascendant spirit, but. I have not been impressed at all, and this is two back-to-back spirit decks. And I'll go back to what my friend Tom said. Wizards is in no obligation at all to sit there and help our deck out. Under no obligation. And that pisses me off when he told me this, but at the same time, it's like I'm looking at this, I'm like, well, you gave us a spirit lord, you know, Hoffrey the Ghostforge, and I'm like, but it's a white, a red, and three generic for a four or five dwarf cleric that's not a spirit like what the hell are you doing watsy yeah that like uh there's there's no way that that sees play in modern because uh it's It's too expensive it's way too expensive collected company is the top of our curve almost always like we're we're not playing lyra dong bringer we're not we're not going to play hoffred ghost mage so you're not happy at all with the direction that watsy's going with the spirits this time um I wouldn't I, I'd say I'm not happy for it for our deck. Overall though, like I think it's cool that they're taking uh taking spirits in a different direction of like being graveyard focused in the sense that like when things come out of the graveyard like doing that stuff. I think that Boros definitely has struggled with its color identity and I like that they're exploring new directions with it. I just kinda wish it wasn't spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Now, is there any particular card or cards that you see that we could use in... Yeah, so in in my article, uh, where I, the article titled, So You Want to Play Jeskai Spirits, I talk about um, Jeskai Spirits in both Modern and in Pioneer, because I think that if we, if we are going to see a Spirits shell playing... Um, any of these new cards, it's most likely going to be in Jeskai because that's where blue white is just where the majority of our cards are right. found. And in modern, I have zero hope for this set. <laughs> like the one of the best cards for spirits in the set is Venerable Warsinger. I love that card. Which I'm gonna, say, but it's a one red and a white for a three three vigilance trample that says when. When Venerable Warsinger deals combat damage to a player, you may return target creature card with mana value equal to the amount of damage that Venerable Warsinger deals this turn. Equal to or less. Equal to or less. Almost. And, like, that card has a lot of really cool lines with spirits. I mean, Mausoleum Wanderer, you sacrifice something early, you sacrifice it to counter something early in the game, Venerable Warsinger brings it back. Uh, I really, this harkens back to one of my favorite combos of Selfless Spirit, Gift of Immortality, this is pretty similar and way more proactive than Gift of Immortality. Because you can just sacrifice Selfless Spirit, swing in, bring self. I also like it with uh, Shacklegeist because uh, it has Vigilance. And so what you can do is you can swing with a 3-3, then use Shacklegeist's ability to tap 
it and another creature to tap uh, their biggest blocker. So, like, if they have, a, well, I would say Tarmogoyf, but that's probably not the format you can play it in. Right. If they have a Niv-Mizzet, you can tap down their Niv-Mizzet, still get in for three damage, and bring something else out of your graveyard. You read my mind with that. Because as soon as I saw that card, I was like, oh, this would be great with Shacklegeist. Mm-hmm. But it, it's got issues with it. And here's why I will never see play in Modern. It's a three-mana, three-three that does nothing to turn it comes into play. No ETB. There's, there's this concept in the cube community that has definitely been expanded to the, uh, the magic community as large. But in the cube community, we use this a lot, is the dichotomy between Baneslayers. And Baneslayers are cards that they don't do anything to turn the enter, but if they can attack, they'll win you the game. And Mold Drifters are cards that don't do very much on their own, uh, but when they enter the battlefield, or they do something. So whether so, in Mold Drifters' case, it's draw two cards. In other cards' cases, it's like haste that that could count as a Mold Drifter. Hmm. And this card, Venerable Warsinger, is incredibly pushed. I don't think they can put another piece of uh, dialogue, or they can't put like anything else on this card without it being literally almost Oko level. Well, but it's not good enough. Flying. Just flying would have worked. Uh, flying, maybe. But, I, again, like, I think it still needs to do something to turn it enters the battlefield. Turn, turn three, critical turn in modern. And I just, I don't know. Right. If it had had haste, slam, it would have become a deck. Okay. But it, it really needed haste to become playable, which is so interesting that they pushed it as hard as they did, and it's still not good enough. So basically, this is the only card that you can actually see at all that is worth a damn us playing with at all. Yeah, that I think's worth building around and like playing with. Okay. Strict Pro- I think Strict Proctor is another interesting card. One in a white, one three flyer. It's a great uh, it card. It, it's a great yeah. card, but it it counters so many things in our deck. <laughs> Mausolea Wanderer, Rattle Chains. Spell Queller, Skyclave Apparition, all of these cards are just absolutely uh, just stopped by Strict Proctor. And those are like the four best cards in our deck. Yeah, yeah. The reason Spirits is top tier again is because Skyclave Apparition. And I don't want to take that out of my deck to play Strict Proctor. No. Well, it's kind of funny. Like, like the listening the audience, you don't know, but I have gone out of my way to foil out my, pop, uh, my Spirits deck. I've made sure that every land is like foiled in expedition. I made sure, you know, I just, fortunately, I got my hands on masterpiece ether vials, you know. So now my like my deck is amazing. And I saw the, I saw Strict Proctor. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get this and foil and mix. And I'm like, hold on, take your time, read the card, think about what it does. I was like, oh no, this this is awful. This is all for first spirits. No, I'm not getting this yeah. card. Yeah, if you if you haven't ever played against Torpor Orb, it's a nightmare. I never I, played I, against Torpor Orb. That's that's the whole reason why I was like, oh yeah, this is great. And oh no, 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 it's not great. Yeah, I I've played against uh, like uh, War of Invention opponents who will go find a Torpor Orb, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just playing a bad beatdown deck now because I can literally I literally can't interact with my opponent anymore when there's a Torpor Orb. That sucks. Now let me ask you. Yes, we, we've discussed before, we have the uh, Mono Blue Spirits, we have the Band Spirits, we have the uh, Azoria Spirits. Is it time that we start from scratch and build a whole new Spirit deck? Well, I think I, I frequently go on Scryfall, uh, T colon Spirit, 600, 700 spirit cards that have been printed. Uh, and frequently, I settle on the same cards, which is the cards that we play from Innistrad and like uh, Shadows of Innistrad block as well. Those are the cards that are actually good enough for spirits. There's just a lot of draft chaff in Kamigawa that like just clogs up everything. There's, a lot of times, Watsi will just print a spirit that's just kind of like just a spirit in the set, just like a 
just a common to fill out a slot. And I think that we have we have almost all the spirits cards that we need already in the mainstream consciousness. I I have tried very hard to make brews around all the different spirits decks. Like uh, I talked earlier on the show how like five color spirits is a thing. Because like the five color humans is a deck that does very well, obviously. And so trying to take their mana base and apply it to spirits was a good idea in, in principle. Um, but uh, we miss out on a lot of good cards and uh, other valuable sideboard cards. And so like while I've tried that, I've flavors of spirits. I think ultimately just sticking with the blue-white core is where our deck is strongest. Okay. And expand, expanding from that, while doable, it's, it's challenging. Like, I can talk about uh, the different flavors of spirits. Esper spirits exist because they want to play Lingering Souls. And Lingering Souls is a very strong card. Um, but the problem with Esper spirits is you want to play cards like Thoughtseize, which is tempo negative. You are spending one mana to take away zero mana worth of cards, since your opponent has spent zero mana on it, if that makes sense. And while Thoughtseize is obviously still very powerful, we're a tempo deck. A lot of our plays want to be cheaper than our opponents and stopping them. Uh, so it's why it, when you spell Queller a Supreme Verdict, it feels great. They- I, I just lost and- you there. Like, all I heard was you counter a Supreme Verdict that's great, and then you win out. Yeah, so, uh, sorry about that. That's okay. So what, what you want to do is uh, Spell Queller, you, you counter it, and you time walk them, since they spent four mana to do nothing. That's tempo. You want to do things cheaper than your opponent. That's why I like the hyster- historic version of Spirits, because everything's so, so cheap. You can really uh, do, do really good tempo with that deck. Um, and Lingering Souls, while it's a very powerful card, it tends itself towards more slower decks. Like Mardu Pyromancer used to be one of my favorite decks, and that deck could really utilize the slower uh, pace of Lingering Souls. Use it as chump blockers, and then eventually you have like six on the battlefield and you kill your opponent. Um, Spirits needs to kill the opponent quickly, because our interaction, while good, is good temporarily. We get outpaced, and if we aren't killing our opponent by the time we are getting outpaced, we lose the game. Wrong. And so that's why that's why Esper doesn't work very well. Um, Jeskai, which is my personal flavor of spirits that nobody plays, um, it's, it struggles. Eidolon of the Great Revel is the only red spirit that matters, uh, besides Venerable Warsinger, which, which is getting printed. Maybe it'll surprise me. Eidolon of the Great Revel is a very powerful card. Burn plays it. Any decks that are really aggressive try to play it. And spirits is decently aggressive. We're not the most, we're not the fastest deck, but we're not slow either. And so Idol on the Great Rebel makes sense. But it costing red red just puts so much stress on the mana base. Right. Uh, like, in my article, I talked about how you need turn one Mausoleum Wanderer, so blue. Turn two, Idol on the Great Rebel, red red. Turn three, Skyclave Apparition, white, or uh, one white white. And that mana is just extremely challenging. Oh. The reason Bant Spirits works is because they are splashing for two pips uh, in the entire deck. Noble Hierarch and Collected Company. Company yeah. and, and then once you get one green land on the battlefield, you can just search up blue-white lands for the rest of the game and be happy. Oh. Noble Hierarch is fixing. If you violin a Noble Hierarch, your mana is fixed, and you're good for the rest of the game. Right. These other decks... Uh, that want to play uh, like Thoughtseize, they want to play Lightning Bolt, you have to get it through your mana base. You can't get it through just the dork. And and that does complicate things. And like three-color mana bases are obviously doable, but with with these other decks, like they want to play cards like Bloodgast. And again, that's just hard on the mana. They want to play all, they just want to play all these other cards and it just makes things it just makes things slow slightly more difficult for not enough of a payoff to be worth it. I hear you. Sorry, I rambled there for a bit. No, 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 trust me. I, I enjoyed that ramble because you know, there's, there's a, there's a, 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 
a learning moment there. You know, uh, there are people out there, I guarantee you, they're trying, they're like, oh, you know, I don't know, let me, you know, let me try this and that. You know, go at it, try, you know, you've tried. You know, I'm not poo-pooing anybody else who wants to try. Go ahead, you're more than welcome to. Prove, prove Tuesday wrong, prove me wrong. You know, I'm all for it. You know, yeah, like if someone can become successful with a deck that isn't a Mosley Wander Rattle Chain Spellqueller apparition, like I'd love to see different crews of spirits. Like in my article for Pioneer, I made a deck based around all the new spirits cards: Venerable Warsinger, Strict Proctor, and even Make Your Mark, which is a one mana instant that like gives a creature plus one plus zero. When it dies, you create a three two spirit token. Right, I saw that. And yeah, and that deck is not playing to the traditional uh, spirit idea of like uh, tempoing, playing at flash instant speed, and like trying to do all these things. It's it's a weird like um, it's a little bit of taxes with strict proctor, right? And a, a little bit of combo even because like one of the best combos in the deck is selfless spirit, venerable warsinger on the battlefield. You cast make your mark on selfless spirit. It gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. Then you sacrifice it. Oh, I doesn't matter. You sacrifice it. You make a three two spirit. You swing with venerable warsinger. That's indestructible. It hits them. You bring back selfless spirit, and you you got five power for free for one mana. Uh, and so like that could have potential. Like that could actually become a deck. It could. I kind I doubt it. I don't think it's. <laughs> it needs that. I don't owl. think it's. It needs that L that you can play that card from the graveyard for zero mana because it targets that creature. Yeah, like I, I'm much I'm if that if like selfless spirit and Venable Warsinger become a thing, it's not in a spirit deck. Let me tell you that. But it was fun to make. Like I like Supreme Phantom. I'm gonna jam it and as Tuesday you dropped that on us. Okay, sorry. Uh. I like Supreme Phantom. I'm going to jam it in, in as many decks as I can. I hear you. Well, let me ask you real quick. Uh, if Watsi came up to you and said, hey, Tuesday, uh, we know that you've been a, a creator of content for quite some time for Spirits. Uh, we want your insight, and we want to have you design a Spirit for us. Tell me, Tuesday, what would you want Watsi to build for you? Okay, well, there's three spirits that I have in mind. Holy cow, spirit three, one. three spirits, well, okay. Just, just, like, just like some options. Um, two of them are one drops, because spirits... Why not? We, ha- <laughs> we have Mausoleum Wanderer, which is literally the best one drop for tribal of all time. Amen. Like, you compare it with, you compare it with like, um, goblins. They have their 1-1 one, one that, when it hits, deals combat damage you put a goblin from your hand in play. That card's great. Lackey. Lackey, thank you. Uh, it, it's like it's on the same tier as Lackey, although I think Lackey kind of sucks. <laughs> it, it dies to red and six. It dies to lava dart. Like, if it got printed in Modern Horizons 2, goblins still wouldn't be a deck. Valid. I'm almost, I'm almost convinced on that. Mausoleum Wanderer, though, like, literally best tribal one-drop ever printed. Our other one-drop... Spectral Sailor. <laughs> it's it's good, but it, it's not. It's it's okay. Like yeah. I I'm I've been playing like three copies of my decks and I'm happy with it, but like it's it's not very exciting. No, it's like and, it's like it's it's a mana sink when you have nothing else to do. Yeah. And that's not too great. So this is why I have two one drops. So the first one drop, real simple. White two one flyer. Okay. That's it. Ship it. Print it. That's it? Yeah. A white 2-1 flyer. That also happens to be a spirit. Okay. Next. At, well, I'll, I'll talk about this for just a bit. Okay. Um, I think I, I play a lot of cube. And uh, uh, cube, like, if you want to have a, a good white weenie deck, you need to play all the white mana 2-1s out there. And... Um, there is one card that comes close to this in Sky Marcher Aspirant that is a white mana 2-1 that says Ascend, it gains flying. And Ascend is if you get 10 permanents, uh, you, have a, you have Ascended for the rest of the game. 
It's a it, it's a vampire from the uh, Ixalan block, right? Yes. Okay. And like, I think a white mana two one flyer like would be really good. Like Usher the Fallen, I really like that card. I'm tempted to like actually try it try it out. Although I'm a little apprehensive because every non flyer we have in the deck makes our opponent's ground creatures that much better. So, but two two power creatures are really good uh, for one mana and just being able to get a white two one flyer it doesn't sound impressive but it'd be really strong okay another card another card i'd like to see is uh ascendant spirit but instead of snow mana it's white blue mana like that'd be great okay i i tried to make uh ascendant spirit work in a blue white shell in modern and it was almost there. Like, if I could have worked with the mana base more, like uh, worked with uh, getting prismatic vistas and cutting some of the harder to cast cards, like Skyclave Apparition, which sounds awful, I know. Um, but it was it was still impressive. Okay. It, like with with the vial, like with Ether Vial, it works really well because oh, yeah. you can sink mana into it, but still be able to protect it. It's, it's, and that makes see that there makes sense. Like if you're gonna play just mana next and you're like, okay, now I gotta no. But you know, you're talking eighth of all putting the play, you know, flashing it at the end to get their opponent's turn, and then I do the mana thing, now it's like a two, three or three three. Oh yeah, I'm in. Yeah, and like the thing about um Ascendant Spirit, what makes it so good is it can be a threat by itself. You don't need other cards to make it good. So in the late game, like if you play Spectral Sailor and you start drawing cards with it, that's great. It's a it's a threat, but it doesn't threaten to end the game. It just threatens to draw a lot of cards. And the thing about modern game can end any second. Like they they uh, cast Heliod Walking Ballista, GGs, you're done. All right. So so like having a card that you can sync but is also an, a legitimate threat is great. And I, that's what I like ascendant spirit. I wish it, I wish it uh, had different mana costs associated with it, but it's close. It, we, it is close enough to being good enough for the tribe. Okay. And the third, the third card I'd like is I'd like a Esper spirits commander, like specifically one that works with angels and humans as well. Okay. That's different. It is different. <laughs> uh, that there's a lot of synergy between humans, angels, and spirits uh, that isn't talked about. Like, there's this uh, one card that, like, says, beginning, it's an angel, beginning of your upkeep, return a spirit from your graveyard to your hand. There's another card where it's just, like, when it enters the battlefield, like, uh, actually, I completely blanked on the card. Uh, like, just synergy between spirits, angels, and humans in a casual sense. Right. And I don't know. It's, I, th- I think I'd make it a fun commander. That's valid. Now, here's mine. You tell me what you think of mine. I, I brought it up in a previous episode, probably like about a month ago. And you tell me what you think of it. Ready? Okay. Okay. It's one white mana. It's a 1-1 one, one flyer. And it's called uh, Quarters Attendant. Basically, uh, you tap two generic mana or one or like a white blue let's say white blue and a generic sacrifice this uh, quarters attendant destroy target non-basic land oh land hate on a one one flyer that is white blue like but it has to be white blue to ca- you know you, ha- you have to pay the either that that you know, the hybrid, either white or blue, and one. So you have to pay two mana to get it. I think that card would be very good, but I don't think it's within color pie. I Like, uh, the closest thing we've gotten to blue destroying glands is popper acid trip. Oh, you know I, that deck? I would love to have an acid trip spirit. Yeah, so there's, like, this old card called reality acid. I love like, that card. It's it's enchanted to a permanent, and when Reality Acid leaves the battlefield, you sacrifice the permanent. It's a weird card. 
And so there's a popper deck just built around putting that on your opponent's lands and then bouncing it back to your hand. Well, that would be great. You know, you, like, oh, it comes into play. Oh, I named that card right there. And when my creature leaves the battlefield, oh, that thing goes too. That'd be interesting. I, I don't imagine that card could be printed uh, as is. But if it were like one white red to activate the ability, that would fit since Stone Rain is a thing. Right. Like two in a red to do it. And then that could be like good... The reason why I brought up white to do it is just the fact of Armageddon. I mean, that's how old I, I played. I played since, you know, old school times. I, I'm I'm very familiar with Armageddon. Like like I said, that white mini deck, just follow it up with Armageddon. You're, you're golden. And because the fact, if you look at the image of Ghost Quarter, that's where I got this image. It was like, you have spirits right there at the Ghost Quarter. I'm like, oh, shouldn't we have a spirit at the, like running the show at the Ghost Quarter? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Just just a thought. I'm like, there should be an attendant. There should be a quarters attendant, and he should be a spirit, and he should be able to assist in getting rid of land. Just saying. Just what What if instead it was tap, destroy target, non-basic land, and they search the library for a basic? But so it has it's to, like Ghost has, Quarter I, just I, on a... I, I, I like that, but it has to enter the play tapped. Yeah. Then yes, you, you sold American. I can see that card getting printed. I'm in. Watsy, if you're listening, make it happen. Please. <laughs> I, I want to be, I want to have a good matchup against Tron. That See, that's the whole reason why I thought of that card. Just because of Tron. Well, technically it was a Field of the Dead. But, you know, that and Field of the Dead. I was like, we got to do something. Glad that's gone. Oh, thank, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> now, uh, I got a question for you. What do you think of the current state of meta, uh, the modern currently? Oh, modern's in a fantastic place right now. Like I, like I said, I haven't been enjoying magic up until now, when everything got banned. And I think modern's place. Like the decks are fun. I think the meta has really slowed down. And I think a large reason of that is our uh, Heliod company putting so much pressure on the meta to interact. It's like the whole Splinter Twin argument of like, oh, Splinter, and they would have to slow down to interact with it. And we're seeing that with a green-white deck in Heliod Company, and I think that's really exciting uh, that the meta has slowed down and isn't just turbo combo each other. I hear you. So I, I, do, I do wish that they revisit the ban list because uh, like, I'd love to see cards like Faithless Looting and uh, Birthing Pod unbanned, but I know that for some people, they do not want those unbanned. I understand why. Uh, you you surprised me with the faithless looting there. That one was a shocker. It surprised me too because like be, before faithless looting was banned, I wanted it banned. But then after it was banned, I like looked through all my jank decks that because you know I'm a brewer. I like making bad decks for articles, and it it's it like faithless looting was a key component of so many of my decks. And I like I said. Our answer is like one of my all-time favorite decks, and because it, it did play Lingering Souls, so technically a Spirits deck, and yeah, lo- losing out on Faithless Looting hurt. I hear you. Well, you know what? It it's come down. You know what? I, I thank you for being on the show Tuesday. Um, but, my pleasure. But uh, you know what? It's time for the shout-out section. You 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 know what the shout-out section is? Uh, yeah, so, like, I, you want me to just shout out now? Well, no, just, yeah, I'll, I'll show, let you shout out in a second. Uh, the shout out section is where I tell out, tell people, you know, I, I look online, I, I look, I, I hunt for you people. The top eight, uh, on top eight, I look at you for, uh, uh, MTG Goldfish, um, MTG Cards.net. I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, the people who kick ass with spirits. Well, you know what? This week in Pioneer, a gentleman went 5-0, and or shall I say miss, went 5-0 and with an Azorius deck April 8th. And I want to applaud, hands down, I want to give a shout-out, applaud, Miss Frosty. Congratulations, Miss Frosty, going 5-0, and kicking ass with it in Pioneer. Now in Modern. This gentleman went 5-0, oh, 
with a band deck February 9th. Now, let me just tell you, I'm actually surprised. I need to have you on. I'm calling you out, bro. You need to come on this show immediately. This gentleman went 5-0 with a band deck, and he usually does it with an Azorius deck. You know what? Shout out Dr. Quella kicking ass again. Congratulations, Dr. Quella, for proving that Spirits is the best deck in modern. You know what? I looked for you guys in Legacy. I looked for you guys in Historic. It's all right. You guys kicked ass earlier this week and last week, and I want to thank you guys for doing what you're doing. You are making me proud out there. You know what makes me want to keep on making content? I know Tuesday probably excited there too. But Tuesday. Yeah, I kick ass in all the formats, please. There you go. I love that. Now, Tuesday, I promised you it's time for you to do your shout out. Let the listening audience know where they can get a hold of you. If you got something to plug, plug it right now, sir. Yeah. So you can find me and my articles on my website, www.onlyontuesdays27.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, where I post my articles, I post uh, when I'm streaming, all these other things, and just like post pictures of my cats if you want to see those. And you can follow me at TuesdayTastic. And you can also follow me on Twitch. Uh, I try to stream there at least once a week. And I primarily am playing some weird version of Spirit. If I'm not, I'm either cube drafting or I'm playing another uh, bad deck that it, I probably should not be touching, but you know, I, I found a combination between two cards and wanted to put it to its test. And uh, that is also Tuesday tastic. Well, there which. you go. And ju- ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, uh, there is a spirit discord. You know what? He's on the spirit discord. He does, you know, he does look at stuff, stuff that people say he does respond to the stuff. You're, you're a moderator there. I'm assuming, right? Yep. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I, I only get the best for you guys. And, of course, Tuesday is one of the best. So, there you go. Thank you very much. Oh, you know what, you ladies and gentlemen? It's the time of the show. You know what? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Tuesday, you know, he was doing his thing. He was kicking ass on this interview. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? I want to thank you listening around the world to this show. Arriba Adios. Goodbye. Goodbye.